Hello and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune into my episodes. I'm back. It's been a hot minute. A lot's been happening. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope all of my beautiful, amazing listeners are doing well. I hope that you continue to tune in, even if there are no new episodes and you maybe listen to an episode you haven't yet heard or re-listen to an episode that you felt really moved you. I love all of you and can't thank you enough for allowing me to have this safe space and for being such a crucial part of it. So what have I been up to lately? I am still working out of a group practice that accepts all kinds of major insurance panels. I am trying to make my private practice take off on a self-pay basis and I'm also working for BetterHelp. I recently started working for BetterHelp, which has been quite the experience and it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting so far Um, and I've enjoyed it. They have some pretty good, you know, bonuses and incentives and things like that to keep you motivated. So I've been working a lot of hours. So the exhaustion is real. But of course, I love what I do. So it's like exhaustion and also release. It's hard to explain. It's like a beautiful exhaustion. Um, I'm trying to think about... where I want this particular episode to go because I have several things in mind but I'm just kind of allowing myself to go in a direction naturally um, for the sake of just continuing to be authentic which is always my goal um I think something that really, really calls to me, something that I feel is not talked about nearly enough, is CPTSD. And I know that I have an episode about it, but I felt like that episode barely scratched the surface and perhaps I'll feel the same way about this one who knows but it is so different to have a PTSD diagnosis versus a CPTSD excuse me CPTSD diagnosis which again that's not formal yet in the 
DSM-5. It's probably going to come out in the next one because there is no such thing as a CPTSD diagnosis, but clinicians over time have had no choice but to recognize how important it is to acknowledge the existence of CPTSD. And I remember seeing a therapist back in the day. Um, She was actually one of my favorite therapists that I've ever had. Shout out to Dr. Rowena Ramnath. She is exceptional. She is amazing. She will challenge your every thought. I mean, if you think that you knew, you have no idea. And I'm definitely somebody that I pride myself in being a very insightful person and also a very smart person. So you really got to dig deep to impress me. And she knows how to do that. And so I remember years ago before CPTSD was a thing. I mean, this woman's a genius. She's ahead of her time. She was like, you know, I think you might have a mild form of PTSD. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, what? I thought PTSD was something that only affected, you know, war veterans or people that had a car accident or people that were victims of natural disasters. I didn't think I could have PTSD when I had otherwise quote unquote regular problems. That was what I thought in my head that I had regular problems. Yeah, nothing regular about (laughs) about my problems, I assure you. And so, again, it's important to recognize that a lot of the symptoms for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, they're very similar. You know, the hypervigilance, the flashbacks, the nightmares, the just overall feelings of uneasiness as a result of being in certain places or uh, triggered by certain smells, certain people, certain voices. Those things are very similar. But with PTSD like I've explained in a previous episode, it's a singular incident. could be more than one incident, but typically your life, your baseline was an otherwise average life. There was no history of bullying prior to your trauma. There was no neglectful parents, emotionally, uh, verbally abusive parents, Um, physically abusive parents. There was no history of domestic violence in a relationship. Um, It was just an otherwise average life. And then the trauma happened. Whether it's rape or the, again, natural disaster, a car accident, being a war veteran. Like, These are things that can absolutely change, completely alter your baseline. And so I want to make sure that you know that I am not in any way discrediting PTSD because I think 
clearly they're both very crippling, especially when untreated. But here's the difference, right? So with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, again, your entire life has generally been chaos. You've had neglectful parents, a parent who was an addict of a drug, a substance, uh, alcohol, um, history of domestic abuse, domestic violence, history of bullying. Perhaps you had a present, um, a parent, I was going to say president. <laughs> well, let me just keep that one to myself. Uh, a parent that was in prison. Whatever the case may be, your life was not normal. And I hate the word normal, right? But in the interest of time, let's just use that word. Uh, maybe you didn't have enough to eat. Maybe you were, your family uh, was um, low income and you were on some type of, of you know, welfare. These are traumas that people don't talk about because people think it's normal because it's normal to them. That's why I think, again, the word normal, it's such a relative term. What does that even mean? What does normal even mean? I really feel like normal is what's normal for you. But at the end of the day, it has to be said, no, it is not normal. Not, it is not normal not to have access to your basic needs like water, food, and shelter. It is not normal to be verbally and physically abused or to be bullied. These things are not normal. And when I say not normal, I think the better way of saying it is these things are not acceptable. These things are not okay. And we as human beings do not deserve to go through that, period, point blank. Um, But I think, if you guys heard that beep, that was my mom's phone across the hall. I think that a lot of people don't realize bullying is one of the most impactful types of traumas that nobody talks about. That people just assume, oh, but everybody gets bullied. So what do you mean trauma? Okay, first of all, no, not everybody gets bullied. So let's not say everybody gets bullied. Do a lot of people get bullied? Yes. Everybody? No. And a lot of people that get bullied, do they all suffer trauma as a result? No. Do some suffer trauma as a result? Yes. Who is more likely to suffer trauma from being bullied? I'll tell you who. The kid that's already coming from the broken home. The kid that's already coming from the negative, neglectful environment. Because the kid that's coming from the healthy and loving, well-adjusted environment is very unlikely to have long-lasting ramifications as a result of said bullying. Now, here are the main differences here, okay? Oftentimes, when you have CPTSD, a history of that, you develop trauma responses and attachment styles that you may not otherwise develop 
if you just have a PTSD diagnosis. With a PTSD diagnosis, you, you might just be more likely to have, again, the hypervigilance, the feelings of panic, the nightmares, the flashbacks, etc. But someone with a history of CPTSD might be a people pleaser. And a lot of people are like, oh, but that's just a personality trait. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I was in for a rude awakening when I realized that my personality trait was really a trauma response in disguise. And you don't realize that you develop these means, these ways of survival because of what you have experienced. And I'm not saying that this can't be the case if you have a regular PTSD uh, diagnosis versus a CPTSD diagnosis, but it's just more likely because you have a lifetime of different types of adverse events. I would strongly recommend, if you haven't done it already, to take something called the ACE questionnaire. A-C-E questionnaire. That will really be a revealing experience for you in terms of what kinds of things you have experienced before your 18th birthday that could be potentially classified as trauma or CPTSD. So I think recognizing that there's so many things that we think, oh, that's just part of my personality. That's just who I am. That's just who I've always been. Yeah, it's who you've been as far back as you can remember. Because at some point, your needs weren't met. And maybe you did not have a people-pleasing reaction. But you were quickly conditioned by the people around you, your abusers, to become a people-pleaser because it just seemed like the easiest thing to do at the time, to survive. And so, nobody talks about how growing up poor is a trauma. Or can be a trauma. Let's just use the words can be. Because two people can grow up in the same environment. Same socioeconomic status. Same type of family. Same culture. One may experience trauma and the other one may not. That has a lot to do with the way that your brain responds to certain situations. If there's a level of hypersensitivity that you are already predisposed to genetics, etc. But people don't talk about that. People don't talk about how having verbally and emotionally abusive parents is a trauma because people think, oh, well, that's just how boomers used to raise their kids. It's just normal rearing It's normal parenting. Nobody talks about how that can affect somebody. 
Nobody talks about how having a parent or a close loved one that is an addict can affect you and can result in trauma. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to negate the the importance of, again, a natural disaster. People losing their homes, their their livelihoods. I mean, this is real shit. You know, rape, witnessing a murder, you know, being a war veteran. That is just, I think, God for our soldiers each and every single day for their service because it's incredible what they do and what they go through to keep us safe and I don't want to negate any of that but what I do want to shed light on is how these other things that I've mentioned that most people would just dismiss as oh it's not a big deal or that's just regular growing up for you it's it's really not it's really not just regular growing up and it really can result in a trauma history for somebody and I think it's so important um, to know that I um I'm in a relationship with my husband who he's very much the fight response 100% of the time. And I'm very much the fawn response. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a whole episode about this. But just to brief you quickly, fawn response is the people pleaser. We like to smooth things over, keep everybody happy. That's the way that we learn to survive. The fight response is someone who was somebody very important throughout their lives, whether it's a parent, a caregiver, whomever, tried to silence this person numerous times, and this person did not allow themselves to be silenced. And they will fight you until the end of time. Because that is how they survive, through fighting you, through proving their point to you. And someone like me, who's a fawn response type of person, that just gives me anxiety. I am the opposite of that. I don't even want to talk about a fight. I just want to, I just want to make peace. But someone that adheres to a fight response sees making peace as a form of censorship, as a form of almost disrespect. It's not something they can feasibly do. And so I'm married to someone who has a complete opposite trauma response it's been quite the journey but I think in a weird way it works because imagine if we were both fighters wouldn't that be something anyway this was just a quick episode a quick refresher for you I hope that everyone is doing well. I hope that everyone is COVID-free, staying safe. And I look forward to doing more of these in the future. Please let me know what you want to hear. What do you want to learn about? What are some things that interest you? I really care to hear from you. 
Your feedback matters, positive or negative. If you like what you're hearing, tell me that. I would love to hear that. It would mean the world to me. If you don't like what you're hearing, I'm open to your feedback. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time.